What's up? Welcome back to Costa Rica Two Ways. I am Ariana Bradford. And I am Mark Bradford. And we are coming to you from cold and gray Oregon <laughs> because we had to make a trip to uh, renew our visa, which is something that we have to do uh, in Costa Rica every uh, 90 days. Even with uh, buying a house, you actually have to still do that. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I'm sure we'll cover the residency process at some point. But for the meantime, 90 day, every 90 days, got to leave the country, whether by land, by air, to reset the clock. So, so here, here we are, freezing our balls off. I'm going to warn you, I just finished frolicking in the countryside. That's, that's not me being, just being uh, dramatic or sarcastic. I actually did just finish frolicking Singing very loudly. Santa Maria, yes, as I recall. <laughs> It was uh, Ave Maria, and it was completely in Latin. And um, not that this is going to surprise anyone, but I have already uh, had a mimosa that was poured by Mark, who is known for pouring heavy. So uh, that was part of my reason, and I am now on my second. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, episode because well, I'm sleepy. <laughs> well, that's a great segue because today <laughs> we're going to be talking about mistakes. Yes, uh, we have had this asked a few times, you know, what mistakes we would say we made when becoming expats and making the decision to become expats. And we thought that that was a very good topic. So uh, here we are. And we're actually going to just go through the top three. Really, I mean, there are a bunch of really little ones that we've probably done throughout oh, our time. Lots but... of little ones. Yeah. But like ones that like, I think we try to narrow down on the ones that like, it wasn't just one bad incident, that these were mistakes that came back in various ways to bite us. Right, and have kind of like affected our happiness a little bit. Yeah. Um, not enough for us to want to leave necessarily, but enough that we're like, man, I really wish that I could have done this differently. Yeah, they're just, it's just stress, right? And change always brings about stress. Um, and these just kind of compounded it. So right. good, th good thing to talk about. Yeah. So the number one thing, and this is actually something a lot of people do, apparently moving to Costa Rica, um, and I'm sure it's something that they do when they move to other countries as well, which is why they try to warn you not to do this, and we did it anyway, was um, getting too caught up in the moment and moving too fast. Um, Mark, why don't you tell them a little bit about the story, sir? Uh, thanks for the setup where I've got no idea what we, what we talk about, but I'll get Oh, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. You don't know what I'm referring to. I am referring to the fact that we put money down on a house Yeah. Uh, that to one. have a house built That one. That when one. we hadn't even had a chance to go home and talk about what we had found on our recon mission yeah. in February of 2021. Sound familiar? Oh, that one. Right. Yeah, that one. Five, five figure mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, we, we basically, we had a recon mission. And first, first of all, I want to back up a second because I feel we jumped into like what we did specifically too wrong. But I want to talk about this mistake in general. If you go mm -hmm. on any of the forums, I'm sure it's not just Costa Rica. I'm sure if you go to any of the expat forums, probably the most common thing that people will say and the moments in terms of like the question that gets asked is about, hey, how do I buy property? Or I'm thinking about buying a property. Mm -hmm. you know, they bring up something that like that is what they're thinking about. And very often it is someone who is super early on in the process. And the most common 
like topic or response for people who have done it or been there, you know, or, or farther along the process is don't like, mm-hmm. don't rush that part, rent, take your time. Um, and don't let the, don't let your feelings about the moment sway you to make a decision that you may not be ready to make. Mm-hmm. So there is plenty of warning. And even with that, and even with us trying to kind of be responsible, I think it, 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 it we still got bit by it. Um, not as bad. I mean, let's let's be honest. You mainly got bit by it. I mean, it's our it's our money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay, but here's the thing. So we were in Perez Aladon. We were really taken by the views and the weather and the people that we met and the gentleman that we were talking to was someone who Mark very much liked as a person and who also probably looked up to a little bit because this man was doing things with um, permaculture that Mark very much was looking forward to doing. And it was over a dinner and drinks, which is something that's one of those many mistakes. Like I would not suggest making major moving and or real estate decisions with alcohol in your system. Um, But recording podcasts, that's fine. Yeah. Well, yes, because like what's going to happen, like, except maybe we'll go on like a random rant or, you know, we might both take a moment to drink our alcohol at the same time and there'll be a silence. Mm. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. That is uh, orange mango juice and vodka. And wow, that is terrible. I'm going to finish it, but it's bad. Um, (laughs) My gentleman (laughs) Jack is quite tasty. Thank you. That's nice. Neat. That's nice. I wasn't asking. Um, but, you know, basically we, I'm not going to say that Mark was the only one who made the decision because he did run it past me and it did sound good. Yeah, we talked about it, right? Yeah. And, but, you know, I, I think it, there there was, there was interest for quite a bit of what was going on, right? Like, I think we were both taken in by different things. Like, you were taken in by the concept of getting to work with someone who you really liked we both were taken in by the feeling of Brazil done. There was this feeling of, you know, we were standing on the land that they were saying was going to be ours. And there was this like excitement going on because we were seeing like where the um, garden and the pond and everything was going to be. And the kids were kind of playing in that area. And it was very easy to get taken in by. Mm-hmm. And we did. I, th- I think what can happen is whenever you have been thinking about and desiring for something, you know, something for, for a long time, when you mm-hmm. see it and you feel it start coming true, right. Coming to fruition and becoming more concrete, you kind of want to, it's very natural to want to grab hold of that and push it through. Right. Because you're like, like, this is what I've been wanting. I want to, you know, I want to finalize this. I want to hold on to it. And you know what you what you may not realize is you you're seeing like 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 just being there and realizing that like hey we can have kind of what we've envisioned is is great and that you're you're probably headed in the right direction doesn't mean that you've gotten to the end destination you probably still have more to learn um about it and and until you've kind of uncovered some um some bumps along the way your decision's going to be based upon an incomplete picture that where you are filling in the gaps with what you want it to be rather than what it, you know, what the reality may be. Right. Well, it's like, you know, if you already have that dream kind of going in your mind and then you get a chance to taste some of it in real life, right? It suddenly becomes 
super difficult to look beyond that. Um, like when I was selling cars, actually, it was very common for our bosses to basically tell us, get them in the car for a test drive. Even if they say they're not interested, have them sit in the car. And the same was the feel of the wheel seals the deal. Because once they're in the car and they're driving it, it's very hard for them to see past the concept of driving a car that maybe they were really interested in. And it's the same thing when you're already thinking like, man, I'm really interested in moving to this country and I'm really liking what I'm seeing and I'm really liking what I'm feeling. Suddenly getting to actually feel that in real time, it almost kind of takes over your, your senses of logic for a bit. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, we were, we were, despite us being as careful as we possibly could and as knowledgeable as we possibly could, we still really it's it's hard not to get taken in by that very real feeling of this is happening and mm -hmm. i could do something to make it happen more um so do you want me to talk about what happened when we got back or do you want to bring it up well i can talk about it basically okay. you know so after we got a um agreement to purchase sign and put some money down um i think the realization that there was some real downsides to the location mm -hmm. that we picked, right? That like, Hey, we really want people to visit. And this place, Prezeldon is beautiful. I really love it there. I, I still think it's a fantastic part of the country, Gorgeous, but, yeah. but it's, it's three to more like four hours distance from the airport. Right. So after like a long flight, is someone really going to want to go that far, um, to come out, to come out there. Right. Uh, um, and then it also, you know, one of the things that we had on our big checkbox had been like a big, big view and it had a, a pretty view, like a very nice view. It just didn't quite, it wasn't the kind of view we had in mind. Mm -mm. And I think like those two things, like, Hey, not only is this not like a really, not only is this location, probably not what we need for like day-to-day -day life. We probably need to be a bit more central, not just for people to visit, but for, school selection and mm -hmm. ease of getting back for travel, right? Because one of the things we wanted to do was be able to see family um, easily and often. And if you have to take on a large road trip just to get to the airport, that makes everything an extra two days of travel because you're probably going to want to get a hotel and, you know, it just, it just complicates things. Right. Um, so it wasn't the property because of the view. It wasn't probably the right place because of the, um, remoteness of the location. And I started looking around at other places and being like, you know what? I know we're, we've kind of gone on this road a bit, but I think we may need to slow down, back up and, and look at things again once we're there. And don't get me wrong. Um, in the end, this turned out to be a good choice, but I was very frustrated at the time. Yeah. Um, because you also have to understand that Mark and I make choices very differently. Um, for example, car shopping between the two of us is, it, it, it's not what people imagine. Like a lot of people imagine that, you know, you're going to go to a, a car dealership together and you're like, why do I keep coming back to cars? This is ridiculous. Anyway, we both, we both go to the car dealership together and Mark would be like, I like this car. And I'd be like, I like this car. And then we find something in the middle. We can't do that. Mark is one of those people who has to research something until if it was a horse, it would be like beyond dead 
and he would be continually beating it with branches until that first branch broke, and then he'd go get another branch and beat it some more. He just really, to be sure. Yeah, he really has to just research upon research upon research. And I'm one of those people who, if I suddenly decide, hey, I, I need a new car, at most I am going to research for like two days. And then I'm going to say, okay, that's enough for me. I'm going to go get the car that I feel I'm most interested in. And if you could see Mark's face right now, he's like slow blinking because to him, that sounds like hell. That so, sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't really plan things at the same time. He tends to do, and I think I've mentioned this in episodes before, he tends to do a lot of the research and then I tend to come in afterwards and we kind of whittle things down. So the thing was, you know, it had been one of those very rare moments where we had both fallen in love with a place at the exact same time. And because we had fallen in love with it at the exact same time, you know, and, and he had decided to move forward, um, getting a little personal here, I was mostly excited because I moved around a lot as a kid and I've moved around a lot as an adult and I was very excited to have a home. I was very excited to think that my home was coming. And so when Mark came and he sat down with me and he was like, hey, I think we moved too fast, I was actually originally very upset. Oh, I you was, did not take it well. <laughs> no, there, there, were, there were tears. I was very upset because I had already started getting it into my head, even though the crazy thing is, Mark, and I don't know if I ever told you this, I had actually been thinking about that house myself and thinking about how, like, you know, it really wasn't looking the way I had imagined it, right? Like, eating breakfast outside wasn't going to look the way I had imagined it. And I felt like the house itself didn't really look the way I had imagined it. But I was willing to kind of put all of those hopes away because I was like, well, there are all these other great things to look forward to. And, you know, at the time I was so upset to have that like pulled away that I was, I was angry. But in the long run, I look back and I totally think that would have been a bad choice for us. I don't think we would have liked, like you said, the distance. And then just from my perspective, you know, looking at schools, there was really only one good school for the kids. Yeah. And if that didn't take, that was it. So, so I think to make this, you know, not just a story, you know, not just us telling our story to make this kind of universally applicable. I think one of the lessons we took from that was, hey, if one of you has doubts, it's best to have that hard conversation early. And I would even, even take, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I, I had something genius and um, I lost and I, it. So and I, you yeah, you're welcome. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure it'll come back. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is I would take that even a step further. And I would say that no matter how excited you, you both feel that you are sleep on it, Yep. sleep on it for, for, you know, not just a day, even, um, try to sleep on it for a couple days and a week, you, two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and especially if you are in the country at the time. I know this is going to sound like complete BS because we totally were sitting there like everybody says this, but obviously we're different. Uh, and I am telling you 100%, if you were still in the country, wait until you're back in your home country. And that excitement of being in it is gone. And you have yeah. a chance to sit and talk and feel whether or not what you're wanting was more emotional or it actually was you realizing that it was the place for you. I also think, you know, especially when you're, when you're the place that you want to get to, you kind of alluded to this, you want to hold on to that mm -hmm. and solidifying your space, your place there feels like you're doing that, right? right? You're mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, I know I have to go home, but if I lock up this place 
in this country that I want to get to, I will have a place for me when I, when I come back and I'm that much closer to getting there. Right. And the reality is the only thing that's going to define whether you're there or not is your physical presence there. Mm-hmm. A purchase, you know, a purchase is, is not going to make the journey any easier. In fact, it may make it much more difficult. Yeah. Building a house from like not being in the same city in the same country even is difficult. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder. And really, if you can avoid dealing with it, I would suggest it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was number one. Um, and number two kind of speaks a little bit more personally to me, but it is something that we have both been through. Uh, so number one or number two, sorry, two drinks, two drinks. Um, number two would basically be look into what the medical system is like where you're headed. Um, and I don't just mean cursorily, like sitting there saying, oh, well, I know that they have you know universal health care or I know that they have two tier health care. Uh, look into things like um, how you're supposed to order medications, whether or not if you're on medications, whether or not the medications that you need are available there and how to ask for them, Um, how much it's going to be to do things like life-saving surgeries, uh, how much insurance usually runs. Um, Us personally, the reason that this is important is I have a couple of things. I have OCD and ADHD, which are both actually usually comorbid. And back in the US, I was on ADHD medication and I had done some minor research on it. And I had found that supposedly, I didn't even check really to see if my medic, well, yes, I did. I checked to see if my medication was available, but I couldn't get anything definite. Just that I needed a a doctor's note and I thought that that would be enough. And uh, I am still, driving Mark crazy, trying to figure out the most cost-effective and easiest way for me to get my medication every month. Because for one, when you're in Costa Rica, you cannot ask for a medication by name. You have to ask for it by the actual name of the medication. Um, and I found that out. What? No, I mean like the actual drug name, like the actual scientific name for the drug. Like you don't say Tylenol, you say acetaminophen. Right. And if you, but I guess what you're, what you're trying to say is if you say the brand name of the drug in the U S oftentimes the, what someone will do is be like, Oh, okay, well, cool. Here's the generic version of that. So you can save a bunch of money and they kind of like do that for you. If you ask for a brand name version, that's what you're getting. (laughs) And you may be, (laughs) I was ready to be mad at you, but that actually is a lot better than how I put it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, that is true. Uh, I, I'm personally on Concerta and, you know, usually here in the U.S., if I say Concerta and I ask for Concerta, they give me the generic automatically. But in other countries, that's not necessarily true. And I have found that this is true for other countries as well. But in Costa Rica, it's, you know, we're in one of those countries here where if I say Concerta, they give you Concerta, not methylphenidate, which is the actual name of the medication, like the actual name of the drug but Concerta, the brand name. And if you're like, well, that would be really expensive in the US. It's also expensive in Costa Rica. Not yep. as expensive, but it's about half the price, which is still not great. Here in the US, my medication would be like almost $500. There it's about 200 American. Um, and the idea per, of paying- Per month. Per month. And paying that much a month just doesn't feel very comfortable when 
you know, we're not making the kind of money where that's just a drop in the bucket. So, um, you know, luckily I have a primary care provider who is amazing at working with me and we've been trying to figure things out, but it, it hasn't been easy. And I feel like if I had just done a little bit more research, I at least maybe could have changed my medication before I went down there to something that was more readily available, or at least could have known how to ask for the generic, um, or even could have tried to figure out a better budget, uh, you know, just in case. But we didn't really do that. And so now, you know, we're still trying to figure out how to work things out so that I can get the medication that I need, but so that we're also not, you know, bankrupting the family over my whacked out brain. So. And I want to back up to just kind of to the overall point, right? This number, mistake number two, I think really what it came down to is that we did not truly understand how the medical system there works. And the this example with a prescription is a great example of that, but I would say that for people who are coming from, well, you know, once again, the U.S., where they are used to, for most people, they are getting their insurance through their employer, um, the rules are different, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't just make assumptions about that. Even if you buy private insurance there, that's going to operate like the insurance that you get through your employer. For right. example, for example, um, there's a lot of things that are not covered because of pre-existing conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there who have some kind of chronic illness or you know something they, where they they assume that they'd be covered because they would be covered in the U.S. They will not be covered by a private option in in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, another example that we experienced is flu shots in the yes. U.S. Right? Yep. Yep. In the U.S. Um, things like flu shots and most vaccines are just automatically covered by insurance. Um, you know, and the reason is because they see that as cost saving, right? People are less likely to get sick to get a vaccine, you know, makes more sense just to pay for the inexpensive vaccine. Um, and that is not the case in Costa Rica. They still have the flu. They still have flu shots, but you pay off out of pocket for it for whatever yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just a lot of examples like that where you'd come in and you'd naturally make assumptions that insurance is insurance, especially when it's private. Mm-hmm. And it may even be the same company, right? Like we are, we have Blue Cross Blue Shield Insurance. Big name in the U.S. Yep. But their plans down there just play by different rules. And yeah. and it, it's also harder to find out that those little iffy details, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's because you can't, you don't get the full write up like you do. You kind of get like this one single spreadsheet with prices and a few, <laughs> a few limits. That's about it. <laughs> I remember you sent that to me because I used, I used to work in insurance and, you know, I didn't work in medical, but I kind of understand a lot of the jargon and Mark sent the information to me. And I was like, Mark, this is like one page. Like, this is like a Google sheet. Where, where's the rest <laughs> of it? And he was like, no, this is all I got. This is all he sent me. I was like, oh. Okay. And I mean, I'm not saying that you have to, because a lot of people don't understand medical insurance, you know, no matter what. And it's, I'm not saying that you need to like start calling around down there, asking information about medical insurance and, and, you know, asking for weird stuff that you probably wouldn't understand anyway. But what you have to try to do is that, you know, when you're doing your research, 
a lot of people do not include things like how does insurance work in the country that I'm moving to in their research. Yeah. And we didn't do that. And I really wish that we had. Yeah. Uh, so that is one thing that I would definitely include on your questions list when you start heavily Googling and asking people nearby. I have to say, think about the way that you use insurance, right? Different mm -hmm. people use insurance different ways, right? Right. You know, what are the things that you go and have reimbursed through insurance mm -hmm. um, and try to use that to ask better questions, to look at the things that are going to matter to you. Right. And, you know, like, honestly, we even realized the other day when I was talking about my medication that, strangely enough, we never asked mm -hmm. to see if there was any option on our insurance to help with my medicine. So that is something we have to, you know, when we get home, we're going to ask. And you would think, but you use medication. Why wouldn't you ask that? But it never really occurred to us. And, and it's a really weird thing because when I worked in insurance, I worked in auto insurance, a lot of people would move. Oh, we're talking about cars again. Okay. <laughs> you know, the things that go beep, beep and vroom, vroom. Let's just talk about those the whole time. No, but when I mean, when I worked in New topic. People, this is actually, people. yeah, this is now a car, car show. It is. <laughs> let's let's talk about the brand new Lincoln MKX. No, I better not do that because then they're going to be coming after us to like pay them. Um, but my point being, you know, people would never think to contact their insurance company. We don't think about those things, even though it's a big part of our lives. And especially medical insurance, there's a lot of stuff that we need that for, even if it's just yearly checkups and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. definitely make sure that you look into how medical, not just the medical system, really, I'm realizing, but medical insurance as well how that works in your target country that's important. yep 100 yep. um yeah and so now i think we're ready to move on to the third thing and uh mark do you remember what the third thing was no <laughs> <laughs> guys no lie we talked about these three things while we were like half tipsy walking through the woods in the cold and it's just great it's just I, gone it's just gone i remember what it is okay good. and i oh, just wanted God. to see if you remember what it is no thanks uh, thanks for you're thanks right? for putting me a spot like that i have no idea <laughs> i will be ready to talk about it okay the third thing that we had discussed uh actually was don't move into your new country oh i remembered expecting it to be <laughs> you're, you're i found it i found it it's, it's right here at that place that you're already at yeah if we don't go into your new country expecting it to be actually let's let's change that don't judge your new country by the way that your old country operates and what i mean by that is for example no 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 examples. My... Let's, let's let's talk let's talk let's talk general no 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 Let's go high, they go deep. Shut up. Shut up. It's not going to be about cars this time. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but what I, what I was going to say is one of my big jokes about Costa Rica is that their unofficial slogan is whatever it is, it can wait. Costa Rica just doesn't run like the U.S. runs in terms of efficiency. And we are very spoiled as people from the U.S. generally are because we're used to getting everything fast. 30 minute, you know, oh my God, I'm not going to say it. No, because I was about to go someplace, but it has to do with cars. I'm not going to do it. Go into I, I, I know you are. <laughs> you know what I was going to say, but it's not doing to. Um, but like, you know, going to McDonald's and going through a drive-thru and getting your food in, in less than, you know, five minutes. 
Um, we, we're used to only having to wait in line for a certain amount of time. Even at doctor's offices, they will have signs that say, if you are here 15 minutes past your appointment time, talk to the receptionist. We are used to being on time for everything. Costa Rica just doesn't work that way. If they say mañana, I know that we've all learned that that means morning or tomorrow. Down there, that, that, that doesn't mean that. Ahorita. That does not mean tomorrow. Yep. No. Ahorita, which usually means right now. Costa Rica, that doesn't mean right now. That means, oh, sometime. Maybe. Some theoretical quantum <laughs> time in the future. that may, What is time, may or, really? May or may not exist <laughs> in this dimension that we're currently living in. And I only say that that's a mistake that we made. Because we did show up down there. And I still even see it in Mark sometimes when he's waiting in traffic. Like, Mark is a usually very laid back, kind of chill, fly by the seat of his pants type dude. But when he's in traffic, you know what it's it is, not though? that person. You know, oh no, I've, I've been thinking about this because you've called oh, me boy. out. Yeah, yeah. It okay. Isn't it isn't the existence of traffic itself? Traffic mm-hmm. happens, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Puerto Vida, whatever it, it is, <laughs> Puerto Vida, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's the it's watching individual decisions of uh, idiocy that gets me. You mean like people driving badly? Yeah, or like just like people like, you know, there's a there's a one way bridge. For example, wherever we go, uh, this is we should probably just take this out because this is not going to have anything to do with what we're trying to talk about. But I got <laughs> I, I, I feel compelled to tell this story since you triggered me. Um, okay. You know, we go to a school every day along the same route, and there is a one there is a bridge which is supposed to be one direction at a time, and uh-huh. one direction is supposed to. Um, seed to yield to the other one and going to school we are going in the direction of the place that is supposed to yield and so what you should do is just hang back from the bridge and wait for enough space on the other side to open up so that you can get past and not block up this very narrow bridge and what happens almost every morning is someone's like nope i need to i need to move forward 10 feet and then they block the bridge and then no one can get through or it's like this very tight like shuffle squeeze um so that's still judging by u.s standards though and i'll tell you why in the u.s no there's lots of idiots in the u.s too no i mean there are (laughs) there are i'm not saying otherwise but the thing is in the u.s a lot of those idiots we lived in florida for seven months i I know this and what i'm (laughs) trying Are you going to let me get to my point, no. sir? How to... is it that I'm making a better point than you? Why are we talking I about am... cars again? And I'm on drink number two. Because you brought it up this time. <laughs> that wasn't me. Oh, Even though, wait, I guess it was. It was. Traffic. traffic and I... Mark. Oh. <laughs> I'm on a kick. I mean, but my point is, you're basically going according to U.S. standards. Because in the U.S., most kids have been driving since 16 years old for multiple generations. In Costa Rica... They have only just started getting to the level of wealth where some of the people who are driving are first generation drivers. They're still, look and look at me like that all you want, sir. You know I'm right. The fact is you can't judge. And, and I'm not saying that you're the only one, okay? I still struggle with the idea that people catch and release bugs in Costa Rica. I don't understand it. I really don't, especially the big scary ones. Like the other day, I mentioned to someone that there was a scorpion 
in our kitchen recently. It was dead. Uh, and Mark, weirder that he is, decided to like blow cat hair off of it and then like we talked about this in, in our bug episode, but yeah, yeah, but we we're not releasing everyone, the bug episode here, yet because everyone here has because, every single episode. Yeah, no, they haven't because I haven't released it as an episode because, ladies and gentlemen, that episode was booty, okay? And I mean booty in a bad way. I don't mean booty like in a rap star way. I this, mean it was I think like this episode might be falling very quickly behind <laughs> us unless we get back <laughs> you, on topic. Do you realize this is gonna have to be your thing? every episode to say that every episode is crap because you do this every episode you do you're always like this episode's a disaster this is the worst episode um, ever <laughs> um but you know i mentioned to someone that we had a scorpion in our kitchen and that person was like oh there's the cool oh oh before i had mentioned that it was dead they were like so did you catch it and release it and i'm like for what reason what am I re- what am I releasing it for so that it can plan revenge and come back and crawl into my bed while I'm sleeping? I don't understand for what reason do we release those things back into the wild? Spiders I get. Spiders I get. Why are we releasing every single damn thing that has more than four legs back into the wild? And I understand that that is a very US way of looking at things. So anyway, my point being, you don't want to go to a new country and you don't want to automatically assume, are you texting me no. right now? No, I'm looking at what Costco. What are you doing? I'm looking at deals in Costco. Is there a deal for a new husband? Um, 50% off, maybe? Not, what if I do, what if I do an exchange? Not that's going to beat your current offer. No. Mm, so they must not have very much on sale then. It's fine. Anyway, the point being, don't become obsessed with what your old country did versus what your new country did. If you really do want to move to this new country, you can't be playing the whole well in the US, they do this. In the, you know, in France, they do that. You're not in France, you're not in the US, you're not in your old country, you're in a new one. And there are going to be tons of cultural differences. And people always bring up the concept of culture shock, right? This feeling of like, wow, I like I didn't expect this to be a thing. And honestly, the culture shock is going to be a lot less intense for you if you are willing to roll with the punches and if you're willing to learn how your new country works yeah i think i'd say like the the question you're going to want to always have in mind mm-hmm. is how does that work here mm-hmm. right rather than coming with the assumption of oh you know it works this way back there so clearly this is the way it should work here exactly uh, you know a great example is we did end up buying a house. We're very happy with that place. You know, completely different location. That's a that's a story for another episode. Mm-hmm. But um, probably multiple episodes. <laughs> yeah, true. But what is relevant to this point is that I would assume that after buying a house and being able to own property in another country, I could have things like you know the power bill in my name, and that was not the case. Luckily. Be able to roll with it, figure out another solution. But like that's a, that's a very good example of like there are, you just can't kind of roll in and assume that everything's gonna be smooth sailing. You really want to do your due diligence and dig into the devils in the details. Right. And you're gonna I, f- you're go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, what you want to say about cars again? Um, it wasn't about cars this time. <laughs> oh my god! Even though I said that last time, and then it was. But and still. Was. And then. Yeah. Um, but like, like, try to get as detailed as you can, like really ask like, okay, well, how does that work there? 
and then still recognize that things are going to pop up that you never could have anticipated to ask and you got to learn to to make do exactly i mean and i'm going to tell you this right now if you come in too rigid about what you're used to and what you're expecting you're going to wind up alienating people um mm -hmm. i didn't get to that point thankfully but I, I you know i came close because here in the us for example your kids are supposed to be like under your thumb like if your kids are running all over the place and they don't see you yelling at your kids half of the people in the room are going to be like why aren't you yelling at your kids for sitting down and the other half is going to be like why don't you let them be kids so they just you know you constantly feel this pressure to be on top of your kids and to control them and costa rica doesn't do it that way they don't and the first couple of times that our son who is very what's the word i would use active very <laughs> energetic boisterous uh, yeah was all over the place and impulsive and initially okay that's enough <laughs> and initially I was fussing at him constantly to, you know, stop running, stop doing this, stop being so loud. And I was apologizing to people. And it took one or two times for me to realize that the person that I was apologizing to was more frustrated with me than with our son. Because in Costa Rica, it's very much like let kids be kids. Kids are kids and, you know, they're, they're almost like Costa Rica's greatest resource. And when they see you like judging kids and apologizing for kids and being too rigid, that actually seemed to be upsetting them more than whatever our son and the, kid, and the kids behavior yeah exactly and so i started kind of getting to the point where i realized like i can't be running my son according to what i'm used to back home i need to be running along with this and sometimes does that get on my nerves yes like when he decides that he's going to hide in the clothes at a clothing store and like jump out at people and it's like that's not cool like don't do that but at the same time i also understand that there's a way that you talk to your kids down there that is just very different and very um encouraged and i roll with that because that's where i'm at so mark this looks like uh we actually are kind of making good time here is there anything that you would like to close up with before we leave um, I, I, as I've been kind of listening to, or just thinking about what, what we've been talking about, one thing I've just noticed is, um, the importance of, of really, really being clear, clear about what it is that you want, the way that you use things, and then, um, clear about, you know, when you, when you move there, how are, how are those things going to work, right? Really understanding that, um, because, like, yeah, it's great to be able to, you know, you are also still going to need to develop the skill to go along with the flow and. Sorry, are I you... hit a button. Wow. <laughs> no. I hit a button. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> sorry, was I talking for more than five seconds? Am I boring Hey, you? listen, you were looking at deals on Costco five yeah. seconds ago. And I, was, and I was still locked in to what you were saying. Continue, whiskey uh, boy. Thank you. Um, end of the day, you're going to need to learn to go to flow, right? There, there's, there's absolutely in any expat situation where unexpected things are going to happen because you're in a completely new environment and you cannot anticipate every single possibility and variable that's going to pop up. Mm -hmm. At the same time, start check your check yourself before you wreck yourself. I, I had to. Oh yeah. wow! 
I didn't want to oh say that. God. I wasn't even what I was going to say. That just kind of just came out. Um, oh no! Check your okay. Check your assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, when you realize that you are applying the lens of "Hey, well, this is how it works here," you know where I am now. So that must be how it is there. That is an opportunity to go and be like, "Wait, let me double check that. Let me ask. Let me ask in the forum. Let me talk to you know. Hopefully, you've made a friend who lives there. So, you know." Whenever you, whenever you find that you're doing that, that is an opportunity to go uh, double check the work and then pay special attention to um, really, really important things like health insurance, where like, right. it's not just, you know, yeah, spending more money than you expected always sucks, but when it comes to your health, um, that's, an even, that's even more important. Exactly. And just to add on to that, uh, before we go, you know, remember that this is about making sure that the way that you live will fit in to the culture you are moving into, not the other way around. So when you are looking at this stuff, really dig into how you live. If you have to go through what a regular month looks like for you, think about the bills you have to pay and the things you have to do. I just want you guys to realize that I am here giving you like legit information and Mark, because we have to do this by Zoom, even though we're in the same house, because we still don't have our mics and shit yet. He is over there, like pounding his, his whiskey and like getting all up in the screen. Like he's purposely trying to distract me from giving you guys like legit information here. So anything that you don't catch is his fault and you should go ahead and send your angry emails directed directly to him. Anyway, my point being that you really want to make sure that you fit into the new country, not that the new country fits around you and who you are. That's not how this works. Um, and I think that you can, and you know, even if you can't, it, at least it's a good idea to figure that out and don't spend any money <laughs> until you're a hundred percent certain <laughs> that that is how it's going to work. Cause otherwise, uh, you wind up like us and you wind up having to default on some money that you put down yeah. on land that will never be yours. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. Especially, especially in the last one, you know, sp- yeah. give it, give it space. All right. So I think that's it. What better be? Just say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Just say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, everyone. Until next time. All right, everyone. Until the next episode. Thanks for checking in. Hey, y'all. This is just a friendly reminder that Costa Rica Two Ways is first and foremost an entertainment podcast. So please do all the research you need to make sure that this is for you before you decide to become an expat. If you want to keep up with us, you totally can on multiple different social media channels, and all of those links are in the episode description. You can contact us directly and learn more about us on our website, cr2ways, with the two spelled out, dot com. If you are listening to us on a platform where you can rate and subscribe, please make sure that you rate us and subscribe to us so that more awesome people just like you can find us. See you next time.